Ahoy, mateys. This is Adrienne Barbeau, your nightlight, and you are listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. And yes, genius, you can call me Billy. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that probably would try a peanut butter and jelly bin ma. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, our month-long celebration of all things Halloween comes to its conclusion as we take a stab at and talk David Gordon Green's Halloween. But before we get in that, let me remind you we're part of the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. You can find all of our episodes at boomhowdy.com, or the easiest way to listen in is to simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes or SoundCloud app, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your Haddonfield hole. And don't forget, if you are on social media, we are as well. Uh, if you're on Twitter, you can follow us at Nightmare Junk, and if you're on Facebook, you can follow us at Nightmare Junkhead. Before we get into all the, the, the logical conclusion of this month's right. themed episodes, and we've been building up to this actually for quite some time <laughs> yeah, we have. with our review, we unfortunately, we are going to start with a more somber note. Yeah, um, We are recording here on October 25th, and just the day before we lost just just a, a genre icon. Exactly. Someone that if you've listened to the podcast, you know we adored his work we've devoted it's, multiple episodes there's always been bits and parts in the episodes where this man has come up and so when we found out he was gone it's just like oh that stings this one really i mean when we lose a lot of these people that we watch we grow up with it hurts but for some reason when i heard that james karen passed yeah it just it's just the the water the you know cold water hitting you just mm-hmm. slapping you in the face and he lived a right. He lived till ninety four. That's a pretty good life. He had a great run. He worked up until I think he was ninety, and just everyone that worked with him just always sung his praises. Yeah, they said he was just such a joy to work with. He brought life to the projects that he worked on, and you can tell that mm-hmm. in all of his movies because he's like we were talking off Mike. Like he was around enough to see people sing his praises and well deserved praises, and also like. Even if you don't know who we were talking about, you would know him as one of those that guys. He's, he was fantastic. He's completely that guy. And mm-hmm. like you said, it is some of the, the our favorite icons don't actually get to see their work become appreciated. Right. And he truly was able to see that. I mean, he was still attending Q&As and conventions. Yes, he was. And by, again, all um, you know, the people that I know that have met him and were, you know, they said he was just so much fun. Mm-hmm. And it's just sad to that. So... We were going to give, dare we say, how did you say this one, Genius? It's a moment of silence and soundtrack. So we thought it fitting. We we're going to kind of mold our uh, what's the score with a, like an immemorium. And if you've ever listened to the show, you know there's one stipulation. It has to be on vinyl and in-house. And so we have the perfect one to bid a fond farewell to a genre icon by showing a little bit of uh, Return of the Living Dead.
Godspeed, good sir, Godspeed. So, I you know what? I, I can probably do that. <laughs> T- typical cool government fuck up. Well, when I found out, I mean, not to make light of this situation, but when I found out James Karen died, my first thought was a typical government fuck up, right? I was like, he was probably some like paid assassin or something well into his like 90s. Typical government fuck up. He so. will truly be missed, mm-hmm. but. He's over there. Oh, I'm having right now. So. <laughs> and you it's interesting when you think about it that's what i ultimately when i think of james karen i obviously go to his return of the living dead role Mm -hmm. but it's great because he's got so many different ones that you can look into going as far back as like um buster keaton movies yes he was he came he actually would come to the buster keaton festival in iona kansas on a yearly thing because he was close he was like buddies with buster keaton right what a life i know exactly it's Uh, fucking hollywood i mean like old hollywood shit uh, he he you know he is a he is a genre icon he mm-hmm. will be missed but obviously he will live on yep. with all of us you know just that and that's the beauty of celluloid if you will mm-hmm. just how it actually st- it survives us you know it's his legacy and what a legacy it exactly. is exactly well let's 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 turn all right, all yes, right, all right. from a somber show shake here. shake it off shake it off shake it off so this entire month, we've devoted to all things Halloween mm-hmm. um, from the franchise. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And we were, we're actually going to next week, we will be releasing our annual Halloween hangover episode because mm-hmm. we've done quite a bit here this month. And one of those things was finally watching the new Halloween. Right. I was, and I've been stoked about this, you well, know? And it's incredible because if you go back to our Into the Mouth of March Madness um, tournament this last year, we had a film that was a 40-year-old film mm-hmm. that survived 32 other films to come out on top. And that was the original, yep. the, the, the original, the one and only Halloween. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's the granddaddy. The champion of champions. And the fact that now, 40 years later, we are watching a sequel in the theater. Right. Is kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. That retcons everything else. And we've talked a little bit about that. Uh, go back to our Halloween 3 commentary that we did. We touched about the fact that that is the controversy surrounding this is the fact that, yes, mm-hmm. parts 2 through Zombie 2 are gone. Yeah. Like ignored. Mm-hmm. And for me, and that's going to kind of color my review here on that. I got an idea about that one, too. I don't know. I, I think there's a there's a specific place in this in the universe for this. It's a specific time. I know. I agree. And if you go back to since this has been announced, I'm still of the opinion. I don't think we necessarily need all these 80s franchises coming back. Right. Um, I think they definitely had a time and place in the 80s. And mm-hmm. now it's just another a little time. bit another place. Right. Indeed. <laughs> However, um, I definitely went in with lower expectations with mm-hmm. this movie, mm-hmm. and I do think that helped kind of shape where my review is. Um, so I'm just going to say we're going to start initially with a non-spoilerly review. Right. We're going to basic. This is what we've been doing with a lot of the films that are still in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're only going to touch upon scenes that you would see in a trailer, which right. I'm kicking myself now for because... There's two great scenes that are ruined in the trailer. Not not for me, but, well, yeah, but, yeah, no, just from what, so we won't go too deep into No, spoilers. not at all. Again, no. very general, but then. But then we're going to unleash the Kraken. Yes, so. yes we are, because there's a lot, a lot to talk about mm. with this particular mm-hmm. film. So Halloween 2018, um, <laughs> written uh, by David Gordon, David Gordon Green and uh-huh. Danny McBride, uh-huh. directed by David Gordon Green. Again, did we need it? What are our thoughts? Genius. Start us off. I dug it. I mean, like, okay, so I was like, I was telling you off mic, if I had like a small like blurb for like, you know, it wasn't fucking great, but it was pretty damn good. You know what I'm saying? And so like I went in, I went in almost opposite of you. I started off like, eh, whatever. I don't expect too much uh, you know i've been burned before i will not follow the hype train no hyperbole is a dangerous thing as we have talked exactly. about exactly it's like I, i'm not gonna follow the the hype train do, 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 do. genius follows the hype train but as the more trailers came out i started watching him and i was like oh this looks really good music by john carpenter really hmm the masks look really good hmm 
I'm kind of getting fucking hyped for this. And to the point where, like, the weekend came, and it was already a long weekend because we did uh, all kinds of shit. We did multiple movie marathons. There was, yeah, some marathon going we'll, on. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that next episode. But uh, so I'm like, oh, let's see another movie. You know, let's do it. Let's do it. I want to see this movie. I can't wait to see this movie. And so I started out with, like, going in, like, wanting to go blind and white and just going full fucking force in it. So... And that's going to re- review on my review, too. But at the same time, I dug it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like I said, I went in with low expectations. Mm-hmm. However, I also went in with an admittedly a lot of baggage. Let's face it. We've all seen the sequels multiple times. Yeah. You know, for some of us, uh, some of the sequels are their favorite films. And mm-hmm. like I said, the continuity being ignored doesn't mean those your favorite films don't exist. You know, they still right. exist. Because as we're talking about Halloween, whose continuity has been ignored several times. Multiple yes. times. It's not like it's not like Dream Warriors on to and to Dream Child. It's not a different arc. No, it's not a, at all. It's a fucking whole new series. It's not unusual in this. <laughs> this franchise has seen many a facelift and a mm-hmm. many of you know out of the continuity there. Different so, masks. It, you know, it wore many a different mask. Quite literally. Yeah. Um, but the pedigree attached to this film, like you said, that's what actually really gave me a little bit more confidence. Mm-hmm. Because let's uh, let's face it, John Carpenter will, you know, attach himself to a lot of remakes. You know, right. The Fog, um, right. Eh. But you know, Assault on Precinct Thirteen, which I heard wasn't that bad. I still haven't seen I, I that one. It. I didn't mind. Okay, it. okay. But you know, he'll he'll attach his name to things. So even mm-hmm. that in of itself, it wasn't necessarily ringing an endorsement. But for me, when Jamie Lee Curtis became attached, yeah, and then when I saw David Gordon Green, and then John Carpenter doing the score, for me that kind of was like ah, there yeah. it is. But see, Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't that big of a draw for me, and because like yeah, like you said ex- exactly with John Carpenter. I'm going to put my name on a lot of stuff, right? Jamie Lee Curtis came back for water and came back for resurrection. And I was like, I've been kind of burned by those movies for multiple reasons. And so I'm like, okay, okay, right? But like I said, it, it was just like, okay, when I saw her doing her shit in the trailers, I was like, okay, welcome back, Jamie Lee, right? And the, the, he said the pedigree, you know, just with everybody coming back and you you heard in the interviews because I watched the fucking interviews and shit. Yeah, like you heard in the interviews, like no, we love Halloween and we want to do it right. And so I'm like, okay, I see where you're coming from. So now, once again, hype train board. Doot doot. So, mm, I dug it. Like I said, I already. I, I, I mean, I thought it was a good continuity for what they were going well again it's du- a direct sequel from the original mm-hmm. which we already had again, right is eliminated so there you get rid of all the baggage that goes along with it but like i said for me i kept seeing elements of all those sequels in it mm-hmm. and we'll de- we'll get into that in the spoiler talk yeah that ultimately does spoil some of that um but the cast and the crew in and of itself number one jamie lee curtis I just thought she killed it in this she in this did role. Fantastic in this. And if you go back to when we talked H two O, that was we definitely agreed she was the best part of that film. And anytime you were away from her, it took away from the film. Mm-hmm. I think this film definitely is a little bit more balanced. But her portrayal, and let's face it, this film, and this is not a spoiler by any means, but this film is all about dealing with trauma. Right. And it is such an interesting comparison because if you look at Halloween H two O. And even to a lesser extent, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, right. they both also look at the effects of surviving trauma of a crazed yeah. you know, an, an scenario. And I just thought it was, you think about like 40, the 40 years of buildup mm-hmm. that her character has gone through. Yeah. The 40 years of then the trauma that she passes down to her kid uh-huh. uh, as portrayed by Judy Greer, which was <laughs> wonderful to see. It was. Beyond... Just her normal kind of role. Right. I mean, it was. She did. Judy. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about Jamie Lee Curtis here Mm. in a little bit. You got me talking about Judy Judy Greer. She did fantastic. And I really enjoyed what she did. But half the time when she's arguing with her mom, I'm expecting her to say, you're not my supervisor, you know? And it not, not like it was like took away from the movie, but I'm like. Uh, 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 uh. that's just how powerful she is right well and the fact that her character and i don't know if you re- if you notice this uh but obviously she you know it's portrayed a little bit in the in the film but she's based on her upbringing mm-hmm. you know there's a separation between her and her mom 
And that's one of the, the kind of the, the interesting ties and yeah. the connective tissues of the film. Again, how the trauma is passed down generationally. And then mm-hmm. you have Allison is played by, I'm going to kill her name here, Andy Matichak. I believe uh, my apologies as playing Allison, the daughter of Karen, the granddaughter of Laurie Strode, which again has the trauma passed down and from generations in the family. And then new trauma is introduced, you know? So, I mean, as it, as it does, I mean, it's a Halloween movie, you know, some shit's going to go down, but this was Jamie Lee's movie. Every other character was not periphery, but they added to her like substance of the thing. She did such a good job. And if you think about 40 years of her constantly being paranoid about Michael coming back, mm-hmm. and if you think about then every night that he doesn't, that's another night that for her, it's, you know, I survived, right. I'm ready for him. But for everyone else, it's, it's like, oh, you're crazy. Exactly. Of course he didn't He's come. been gone for 40 years. Drop it. Exactly. You know? And so that really, you see the strain in the relationship. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the things that i really glad that they kind of showed and they explored a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at like how her character was portrayed in H2O, yeah. she was basically running away from the scenario, changed her name. Um, obviously had the self-medication, alcoholism kind yeah. of thing going on. But if you look at this one, she's stayed in Haddonfield and she's prepared for it. She's like, this is never, I will never be a, be victim, a victim again. again. And it's just, and it's, it's, it's a, it's a weird dynamic because that's a good way to, um, to be prepared, of you course. know, because if ill shit happened once out of nowhere, it's going to happen again, especially Halloween time, you know. But then again, that also hurts everybody else around there. And this could have been just a stabby, stabby movie. But instead, it was like a lot of like, like you said, a lot of drama, a lot of like what's going on and how this affects people. This was a very good betray- uh, portrayal of dealing with things like that. And I really I really mm-hmm. like that. And I think that's what probably attracted Jamie Lee to the role initially, mm-hmm. especially coming back with Laurie Strode. And she is just such an iconic character from yeah. the first to this portrayal of oh, her. Yeah. And I mean, she's, a, dare we say, kind of going through the uh, the Sarah Connor transformation uh-huh. and again preparation for uh-huh. her kid um there's and there's some amazing scenes in this film as well that deal with that but it's going to go more into the Spoilery. spoiler yeah. uh, territory uh but ultimately uh, something that i definitely want to talk about are the kills in the film we'll get into spoiler but mm-hmm. there's some brutal kills in this movie yes there are there, there this is a mean michael myers <laughs> yes it is this, but it's he's Okay, I like this Michael because, like you said, he was very, very mean, but he wasn't like cartoon meany. It wasn't. No, it wasn't over the top. No. Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. just it's the the violence was still very, very real, realistic, realistic violence as much as you can in a Halloween in film. A, yeah, exactly. It was very graphic and gory, but it wasn't like ooh, I turned him inside out, you know, or anything like that. There's actually a lot of stuff that you see off screen, Mm -hmm. but you see the aftermath. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, your mind makes those connections. Exactly. And then then you're not prepared for the aftermath that you see. Right. You know, you're like, oh, shit. Now, here's a question for you. Did the movie build up any suspense or scare you? Because I still stand to this day, again, as Halloween still being one of the scariest films that I've ever seen. For you, this new one, did you get any scares? Um, There was a few. But there was, it was more like, there was a lot of, it felt, I don't want to, how can I say this? It was almost like a action drama horror movie. So while there was, not gratuitous violence, but graphic Mm -hmm. violence, it wasn't like, "Ah, I'm freaking out and scared and screaming and shit. It was more like suspenseful. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to use it to the thriller because, you know, it's fucking a horror movie. It's a horror movie. And so, but there was a good sense of dread throughout multiple scenes. There was some few things of levity, few good things to see with drama and action, but they melded very nicely. I, I agree. I agree. And actually, I wasn't scared, but there was suspenseful. Well, and if you think about to Halloween, there is a lot of buildup and dread mm-hmm. and suspense, and there's a lot of mirroring mm-hmm. of certain shots. Dare we say Easter eggs? This okay. This is the Force Awakens. It's very. I can see similar parallels to that. It's I the, definitely can. It's the Force Awakens. There of are Halloween. certain beats that are hit mm-hmm. that, if you are a diehard fan, you can appreciate. If you're not, you're not necessarily going to know any difference. Um, but also, though, I know for some people, stuff like that can take them out of a film. Right. You know, because obviously, if this is ignoring all that continuity, 
again, I'm, we're going to get into it in spoilers mm-hmm. here. We'll, um, and we'll get into those soon because there's a lot to take in on that. Yeah. Um, but I'm also ultimately very upset that I didn't avoid the trailers because, the, again, in the trailers, it gives away that closet scene. Yeah. Which is yeah, a nice does. little scare. Yeah, it does. That was a good little scare. And that next, the second trailer they put out, it show, almost shows the entirety of that tracking shot mm-hmm. when the shape Michael Myers comes back, which is an allusion to another film that we'll get right. into. And that's a nice shot. That's mm-hmm. a great little wonder that he does. But it's it's given away in a trailer. See, okay. <clears throat> I will agree the closet scare was wasted on the trailer because mm-hmm. it really was like, oh, that's a good scare. Let's go see more. And that kind of made you want more. And when you have the um, centerpieces, the scare pieces, I guess, for lack of a better term, um, given away. Yeah, I thought the closet scene would have significantly had more impact if it would have. I've never seen it. However, <clears throat> on the flip side of that, I think it was good to see the tracking shot because one, it made you want to see it and it didn't give anything away. You knew some ill shit was going to go down and it was all off camera. True enough. But then when it kind of like it sets up, I always come down, it sets up the joke, right? But it sets up the joke with the, in the trailer and you already see it and you're like, I heard this joke before, but you don't expect the punchline. And when you see the punchline, that's when you're like, oh, okay. Dun, 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 dun. Good. You know what I'm saying? So that's it was it's a blessing and a curse with the trailers. No, I, I agree, but it's one of those that with some of the films recently that for example, Mandy mm-hmm. not seeing the trailer and going in completely blind, mm-hmm. you know, would have given away the Bill Duke reveal that was just in an intro, but still it was kind of a nice little surprise. Yeah. yeah. So I think from here on out I'm going to try to go trailer free. As, and you know me, I love trailers, but... You ain't going to do it. I can do this. I can do this. I'm going to challenge myself here. All right, now, all you right. touched a little bit about the levity. And the, listen, the, you know, this film is co-written by Danny McBride. Yeah. Um, he's got a good comedy pedigree. Uh, a lot of people know him primarily from comedies. And there's there's some laughs in here. Now, I've also read somewhere that people are... They said it was... It, that, that the humor took them out of it. But quite honestly, you go back to... All the old slashers, there's always those kind of bits mm-hmm. in and, there, and especially the good movies that have that. Yeah, and they're all like from side characters. Not, not saying that the characters that are bringing the levity of the comic relief, because there's no real comic relief. No, not at all. While the levity is happening, there's still terror and shit going down. And the good levity, too, is when um, it's surprise levity from some of the main characters. Like, there's a, there's a couple of ones that I don't want to give away. Um, but there's one that you see in the trailer where you see the silver shamrock masks mm-hmm. go by. And that made me give me a smile and a chuckle while there's fucking Michael Myers just going on a spree. So, like, so it brought levity, but it didn't take me out. The other one I want to go into, that's super spoilery because it's the the, mm-hmm. the kid. And so I can't talk about the kid without spoiling it. But he... Easily one of my favorite new characters in the in the franchise. He's totally my spirit animal in a <laughs> horror movie. Easily my favorite characters. So yeah, so so we will go ahead. We're going to get to spoilers. So I mean, obviously, I I'm I really enjoyed the film. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Have I you, had moments that I definitely wanted to cheer out loud. Yeah, me too. I had um, surprising moments of genuine feeling. There's a moment where Jamie Lee uh, says he's coming, baby. He's and when she says baby, she's talking. About, it just her, her voice cracks a little, and it's mm-hmm. little things like that that made it a more rewarding yeah. watch for me. Have you seen it a second time? I have not yet. No, okay, me neither. I, I here's the thing though. I'm going to see it a second time. Yeah, I need to see it a second time to get it all in. in indeed, and yeah. da- dare I say, we may even follow this up eventually. Right. Uh, but from here on out, we are going to go into spoiler territory. Mm-hmm. So if you have not seen the film, stop what you're doing. Go see it come back to us because we're going to ruin everything about the new Halloween. Pretty much. And speaking of ruining the new Halloween, there is a moment in this film that did come close to derailing the movie for me. Which one? It is, we haven't even talked about New Loomis. See, that's that's some of the levities that I want to go into. And like, you can't describe the cast. We we did we only touched on the Judy Greer, mm-hmm. Jamie Lee, the and three generations of Strodes. Right. That's it. We haven't talked about anybody else because anything else is fucking spoilery. It really you know is. what I'm saying? So like, yeah. And when the levity when I talked about the levity from the people you don't expect, 
when like mm. the doctor's like i'm the one that takes care because we get a new loomis basically we do get a new loomis and i was like hey new loomis right and as soon as i said new loomis jamie lee comes out and goes so you're the new loomis and i go fucking right right so i was like it that's when when i saw that i knew not ex- i saw it because i've figured before but i knew exactly why i liked this because it brought the levity a little bit and it's like still kind of harkened back to things mm-hmm. it made the same jokes i would make you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, dark, like, goofy, you know, but... It, sometimes ill-timed, but you need that sometimes right, because, right. again, levity and fear, you know, mm-hmm, very close precipice mm-hmm. there. Well, new Loomis here studied under old Loomis right. as made evidence, so I don't know if he flunked him six times. Exactly, exactly. I was still waiting for it. And you know what? He sounded like Loomis. He Well, and it's funny because they are so polar opposites because ultimately... It's really interesting. So the the moment that almost took me out of the movie is the twist, the swerve. Yes, I liked it. Upon reflection, I like it. But the the immediate thing when it happened. So what we're talking about here, the knee jerk reaction. Yeah, is yeah. I got the same knee jerk reaction too. So Doctor Sartain, that is our new Loomis. We have a point where they've captured Michael, and in a really weird coincidence, he's in Michael is in the backseat of a cop car with um with Allison mm-hmm. and we've got Dr. Sartain in the front and he basically goes on to this entire thing about the fact that he's never able to reach Michael and he's there's almost like this like jealous aspect yeah because Loomis no, got to, to see him it's totally a jealous aspect because even foreshadowing which I did not see okay let, wait, oh no confi- no go, okay the foreshadowing which I did not see when he was like yeah he never said anything if I could just figure out why he does it or what thrill he gets, or what what's his reason his for obsession. this? His obsession. His obsession with the, Michael's obsession. Yeah. So because it's an enigma, you don't know because he's he hasn't said a word in forty fucking years. You know. So and it's because ultimately it is revealed that he is Doctor Sartain is the one that caused the bus incident mm-hmm. to allow Michael to get free to set him up to set him loose in the wild. Yeah. So he could ultimately observe him, I guess. And get better insight? See, okay, so here's the thing about that. Um, I did not see that it was Dr. Zoltan. Uh, I'm just going to call him New Loomis. Because <laughs> I, I don't fucking remember his name, but he's New Loomis. Because he was branded that by Jamie Lee. So uh, so he's New Loomis. I did not know that he caused the bus scene. Um, and you know what? That was all done off... Oh yeah, camera. You didn't. You just next thing you know, you just see crazies walking around, which again, Force Awakens. But I liked it. Um, <laughs> but I didn't expect. I didn't see that. I thought like, okay, why do they miss the whole scene with everything going down? Okay, I add suspense and mystery, but I whatever. So I dismissed it, and mm. I was like, I was kind of pissed because I was like, I wanted to see like Michael like Raw snap a bus driver's neck, right, or something. So I was kind of pissed off at that. But when the reveal happened, I was like, that's why they didn't show it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they didn't show it because then it wouldn't like spoil the surprise. The, the twist there. And the twist is ultimately yet that new Loomis was behind everything. Mm-hmm. And there's this crazy scene where Michael is outside of the cop car and you see him duck below the window. And then new Loomis comes up wearing the mask. Yeah. And the mask itself does look great. The mask looks fantastic. It looks as aged as it should be. Yes, it does. Also, interestingly enough, that podcasters right? are really the ones that kind of cause set the everything. Fucking cause everything. Here's the thing. If okay, so we're going all over the place, but then we have. We to. are in spoiler territory. We are going to go all so over. We're, the place. We're going to come back to New Loomis, but the podcasters. Okay, so the podcasters were like, "Holy shit." I kind of looked. So I kind of looked weird. at you. I know. Like, like, um, are we summoning forces we don't understand? But that's stupid of them. Why in the fuck would they go to Santa to Smith's Grove Sanitarium like a couple of days before Halloween and bring the fucking dude's mask? You know what I'm saying? Because they're not. They don't have you in their group to say, yeah, I've seen this movie. You know, this goes right along with Chud. Right. No, don't do this. No, you don't do it. Like, oh, hey, Freddie, sorry, you dropped your glove. You dropped your glove, Freddie. Sorry about that. You know and. So so like that's just like and and okay so I'll give them the benefit of that they didn't understand they're like okay we didn't think that like sh- he would go fucking ape shit right and like Doctor fucking Pretarius over there fucking New Loomis so he they as soon as they open the bag and like the dogs are going row, 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 and the crazies are going la, 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 right then like okay we're done here this interview's time, over time to go put the mask back in the bag and slowly walk away you know I guarantee Michael will not leave you a five star review Mm-mm. you know pulling any of that kind of stuff <laughs> the it co- is. he's 
sends comments, it's nothing. You know, it's just like, boop, like one dot. We got another thing from the Shape 69, <laughs> and it's nothing. Absolutely nothing. Haddonfield hottie. It's, <laughs> it's bizarre, though, the fact that that's in our, a new Halloween film. Yeah. And it just kind of a, tells you it's going to date it potentially. Oh, yeah. Very oh, badly, yeah. depending on how podcasts, if they still exist 40 years from now. Pirate radio. But yes. at the same time, they can't do like, we're from uh, 60 Minutes. You know what I'm saying? Because that would even date itself even more. Well, and I guess it's appropriate given the, the, you know, the fact that there are a lot of true crime podcasts that do that very same thing that they're doing. So I guess ultimately <laughs> it still serves its purpose. We're here at Honey Island Swamp, you know? No. And so that's what I didn't want to say that was stupid of him, but at the same time, that was fucking stupid of him. It was it was a little bizarre. But then ultimately, what's kind of crazy is that New Loomis probably gets the nastiest death <laughs> in the film, which is good. Oh, which no. is good because he was vile and he acted like he was like, we got to stop him. We got to find him. You never had any inkling at all that he was bad. At least I didn't. And then when he goes around, I'm like, what the fuck? Hey, new Loomis, shame on you. You know? So it's like. So a couple things that I want to talk about here are all of the the Easter eggs Mm -hmm. and the homages to Mm -hmm. other films. Like I said, that's the one thing that even though this film does ignore all the continuity, there were so many times I'm like, that's from four. Yeah. That's five. That's curse. There's three. There's three. Things like that. There's two. Oh, my goodness. So. There's zombies too, or you know. Oh, no, it's all over. And dare I now? I would like to think maybe they were doing that to pay say, homage. Yes, to you know, we know this came before. Maybe addressing to the people like me that are like, you'll probably you know, because again, if you're not familiar, if you've only seen the first, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Indeed, I would even go this far as saying if you've seen the first one and two, that you're fine. You're still good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. So the from the very first one, we've got a number of things here. And there's very specific parallels to the first one, like you said. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ultimately, a couple of things where it's kind of a definite role reversal Mm -hmm. with Laurie and the shape is the first one we see initially is where Allison's at school, a la Laurie, in in the schoolroom, and then she looks out. And it's kind of it's initially kind of creepy because instead of seeing the shape, you see grandma. She's just out there looking at her. What's up? You know, and I was I saw that, too. And it kind of like, whoa, well, it's weird because it's like, what the hell is she doing? Mm -hmm. Number one, doesn't she realize that's a little too similar? Exactly. (laughs) Of her of all people, you know, right. And I was like, come on, man. Come on. And but at the same time, it was good. I liked it. No, the shots like some of the shots almost mirrored Carpenters. It was like the guest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's some good stuff in there. Yeah, it was. But ultimately, now that I think about it, of course, Lori would know where her granddaughter's class is every single hour. Oh, yeah. She She probably got tabs on everybody. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Um, And there was another one with Jamie Lee at the end. Oh, oh. Since we're going into spoilers. This is the moment that had I been at like a midnight screening, I would have cheered. I was so excited. It's I was so excited at the end when it was when it was happening. So there's a moment uh, where Michael Myers and Lori are tussling and she goes over an edge and falls to the ground. All of the shape in the first one. Now, when I saw that happen, I saw him look over and you see I point hoped, of view shot. I hope. Yeah, I hoped. I, I was hoped. I was gonna be so upset if it didn't happen yeah i was like you if you uh, if you didn't fucking do that right there you've lost me for life you know what i'm saying you had a fucking i know it's low-hanging fruit but goddamn it's sweet fruit fucking do it do it do it and so he looks over (laughs) and she's gone and it was perfect I Perfect. had to actually kind of stop Me myself. Too. I was like, oh, that's great. Because <laughs> it was a very nice moment, a <laughs> yeah, nice role was. reversal. Because again, yeah, it was. if you go into the pathos that she's experiencing, she's been preparing herself. She's prepared her daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, they all think she's crazy. And then it finally happens. The fact that there's a moment actually during the initial when uh, Michael is being transported and he's leaving Smith's Grove. Mm-hmm. Lori is there watching him. Fucking waiting. With a gun. And a little thing of alcohol, and she's crying, and it's just such. Again, it's one of those moments that mm-hmm. just gives her character. Just you realize she's gone through so much, and she realized what she's done. You know, she's gone through like two divorces. Yeah, you, you hear that her the past forty years have not been pleasant for Laurie Strode. No, it hasn't. You know, and ultimately, if you think of this as a buildup to everything, those forty years, not a as in an I told you so, but. But I, this is, I warned you. Yeah. Not, but, not, a, not, not like, nee, nee, nee. it was more like, 
you're prepared. Let's do this. And then more interestingly enough, and what I really liked actually is the fact that Michael Myers, when unleashed upon Haddonfield, he's not going after Lori initially. In no. fact, I don't think he would have gone after her at all. Mm-mm. He was going around and that that initial stuff we saw in the trailer, that one's where and that one was some straight from Halloween two. Yes, it was. I mean straight yes, from Halloween two. The um but when he gets the hammer and you see in the trailer, it looks like he goes from a hammer to a to a knife. But in the midst of that, you just hear this bludgeon. Poof, poof, and, poof. Oh, it's just yeah. so, so friggin' mean. Mm-hmm. Does anyone in Haddonfield own a dryer? That's, that's the, one of the things I said. I was like, fucking nobody owns a goddamn dryer in the thing, man. The whole town, everybody has clotheslines and shit. Mountain Bali's like, maybe they like fresh clothes. And I'm like, dude, bullshit. Dude, like, so there's got to be some sort of laundry mat or something. If not, we should start one. Help people out, you know? Uh, it, it did make me laugh because it just, I guess it adds to the, the ambiance. Yeah, everybody was, eh, fucking it was nuts. And then also what I thought was interesting was the, the sheet ghost again. Mm-hmm. You know, going yeah, to the old. Yeah, that was another good. An old standby. Um, they even brought back Judith Meyer's grave and interrupting a caretaker right in the middle of a story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, there was, like, little bits and parts, but it really worked well. I mean, like I said, um, and then you saw elements of, we saw that's a ghost. Um, oh, there was another one of part one that I was like, oh, that was a good homage. So, no, yeah, it wasn't even, no, I guess I won't, that would be technically part two. Uh, I'm waiting for the, the ramming speed moment. The, yeah, yeah, then part, from part two. So in part two. No, well, and so in this version, there is a moment where New Loomis runs down Michael. Yeah. And for a moment, I think we both had that, like, oh, shit, is that a Tramer? Is that a Tramer? Is right? That... Is that a Tramer? Because, like... Oh, no. That poor family. <laughs> you know. There is a curse of the Tramers. <laughs> the poor... Forget the curse of the I thorn. I there is a curse of the Tramers. <laughs> just, like, everybody. Like, oh. All the Tramers. I know. I think that probably, like, part one and part two wiped out the bloodline. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's the last son of the last son. You know? Well, so there is a moment that I think, a la straight from Halloween, uh, Halloween 2 there with Ben. Tramer and oh, of course oh I'm going to remember what I was talking about in part one yeah the uh the foggy crazies when the bus flips out and they pull all into the um oh yeah into the thing and it's just the bus is flipped over and like the crazies are all like kind of like strewn about strewn about in their hospital gowns just like in part and oh. I'll tell you what you know and that's what they didn't do in part one that they do in this one in that scene <laughs> he kills a kid oh yeah Oh no, he does. He kills like his first kill. I think on screen as a kid. Yeah, it's it's nasty. Again, no. this is a mean Michael Myers. Yeah, I didn't there expect because is... that was a that was a scary part, and I wasn't expecting what happened. Because mm-hmm. so first off, they, they the guy goes to help. Yeah, there's a scene you see it in the trailer where they there's a truck that pulls upon the the bus strewn over with everyone strewn about. Yeah, and so. And these, it's like not like a yokel, but I mean, he's he's like just a farmer and his son. They're out mm-hmm. going fishing or whatever, and hunting because they had guns. And I love the fact that the son went on to dance. Loved it. Yeah, he. <laughs> I just want to dance, Paul. What's wrong well, with yeah, that? Yeah, he's like, I'll go hunting with you on the weekend, but no, you know, next weekend I want to go to a dance, dance conference. Yeah. I thought that was it was funny. great. It was yeah, great. it was. And then so you're like, oh, that's a cool kid, you know. I hope nothing bad happens yeah. to him. In most horror movies, they won't. This isn't directed by or written by Stephen King, so he should be okay, <laughs> right? And so then, like, they go and help, and like the the the, the dad gets taken over. We we don't even know. No, nope. we don't even know what's going on until like you just hear like some shit, and then the boy comes out, sees Michael Myers, pops him. He goes down mm-hmm. for a minute, and I'm like, okay, so he's... No, he pops the doctor. Oh, no, yeah, he pops the... Do- the doctor goes, don't shoot. Boom. Boom. Right? <laughs> That's right. And so then he runs, Michael Myers, a la the, uh, <laughs> the Annie kill. Yeah. He's in there, yeah. and he sure enough fucking chokes out that kid with a lead pipe or something. What was it? Well, no, with his gun, or was it bare hands? I think it was bare hands. There was a shot, though, initially. Oh, see, this is why we need to see it again. Yeah. Because, again, it was one of the tamer of the kills. But it was still but the fact that he was mean. he killed he, killed he just stopped a kid. kid yeah a kid that you th- that I thought was kind of gonna like oh run away and like Michael's here new Tommy Doyle <laughs> right you know no nope. such luck nope not with this particular Michael Myers mm-hmm. you mean um, as fuck so we talked about the fact that you do see the silver shamrock masks mm-hmm. uh, floating about Haddonfield which was a nice little thing and again if you don't know that that just uh, who wears a a witch skeleton and a you know wait witch skeleton a pumpkin pumpkin mask yeah. anymore. Well, but it was it was it was a good little homage. It was and they nice. Ran a f- not a foul of Michael Myers, but he was just like a two second nod and you miss it thing. And I was like, ah, that's great. And part four actually got a nice little thing because that when the podcasters meet their fate, 
the entire scene really plays out like part four. Like the the garage the garage one. scene. Because I didn't expect how mean that was. Because we just see him in the peripheries and he's beating the fucking shit out of this mechanic. And, and oh, nothing. Yeah. It was, yeah. And, and then there's a and then there's another and then you see him putting on the mechanic jumpsuit and he's like, okay, I need only one more thing to complete the ensemble, right? And sure enough, it's the same gas station because we know he can drive. I was right? gonna say, and it's like you know, it's like Michael, what are you wearing this season? Right. Well, it's a uh, uh, cover all mic. It's got a, it's got a patch on it that says Mike on it, right? Happenstance, right? Serendipity. <laughs> what can I say? Exactly. And then like so, then you just see that and the guy and the old man's on the phone. You don't know what's going on. Next thing you know, this girl's in the bathroom trying to find a clean bathroom. Michael Myers comes out, and he just fucking over Again, the hand. It's in the trailer, yep. but still, it was in, in context. It made it more like holy shit. Just opens up and sprinkles teeth like a goddamn tooth fairy, right? And so it's like, oh, oh shit. He was beating the fuck out of that dude, but did he stop and collect the teeth? So then <laughs> he fucking beats the shit out of that girl well and this is where i think there's a lot of rob zombies yeah. halloween in yeah. the brutality of the kills in the truck stop scene too so it was kind of emerging of mm-hmm. the rob zombie mm-hmm. one with ken Faree. oh no yeah a big grizzly joe i believe uh-huh and uh oh and- even in h2o as well there's that scene in the rest stop yeah. Where Michael steals a car. Yeah. So there's, again, they're drawing Connected in so many tissues. different little tip of the hat. Right. But this one was definitely scary. And, and even then you see the aftermath of the, when you see where, where the he teeth got the came teeth from. came from. Ooh. When he, that guy's jaw just all agape and blah and just like toothless. It's like Michael just reached and grabbed the teeth like I want these and then snapped them out. That was fuckery right it there. Was. I mean, and then. Good for the man for coming. The the other podcaster, the podcast partner, came in for hearing like you know my partner's in the toilet screaming and yelling. Let me go find out. But ooh, he got a bad too. Oh yeah, no, no ooh. one walks away from this film unscathed. You are gonna die horribly in this movie. But then he gets the mask and puts it on, and that was almost like a yeah for me. You know, I'm like, oh, Michael's all complete. You know, depending on your crowd, it's when you know Jason finds his hockey mask. It's mm-hmm. very iconic, um, and it's just the way, even the way it's shot, it's it's it works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, part five. You'd be hard pressed probably to find people to try to want to find something from part five. But if you noticed the the cop banter with the ones with the peanut butter and jelly Bing Ma, mm-hmm. I definitely got kind of the bumbling <laughs> yeah. cops from part five vibe. Yeah. That was another levity. And it, and it was actually it worked for me mm-hmm. because like you said, there's a fine balance between, you know, hum- uh, comedy and terror there. But if not, if the, that's the baggage I brought, you yeah. know, even if that wasn't the intent. Oh, I remember another um, call back from part one. Mm-hmm. The fact that. Um, Lori's uh, Lori Strode's son-in-law was best friends with Lonnie. Lonnie, get your ass away from that. The you know? fact that Lonnie had such a legacy in Haddonfield. <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh, no, you're Lonnie's friend. You know. <laughs> uh, let me tell you about your dad. And those rascals. If you had kids, you would be the. You, you know your genius's dad. Oh, let me tell you about <laughs> what tell genius. You about that. <laughs> the fact that like Lonnie apparently was like selling peyote. Mm-hmm. Like, and I would like to think that night inspired him. Like he thought he heard some you know disemboweled voice that Lonnie. You know right. that whole moment. <laughs> but he's all over this film. Yeah, I, that is. actually, and again. If you don't know the first one all that much, it's not going to be fine. It's but fine. If, but if you know, the, if you know part one, you're like, oh, Lonnie, <laughs> that's a good levity. Cause it was a levity scene. It was a funny dinner scene. It, it was actually, it's, you've got, um, the boyfriend coming in, meeting the family for the first time. And mm-hmm. honestly, um, that did scuzz. Well, yeah, the dad was actually kind of, dad was cool. <laughs> dad was cool. Dad. What did he say? I got peanut butter on my penis. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. He's what? like, oh, honey, I got peanut butter on my penis. I'm like, huh? So bizarre, so, so random, bizarre. so random. Now, recently we had Anya Novak on to talk the curse of Michael Myers. And dare I say, there's definitely an element of curse in here as well. For me, the whole new Loomis's whole thing about what drives Michael trying to understand him. Obviously, Curse of Thorn, you have an explanation of what drives Michael. Mm-hmm. So not even only that, but I think he kind of had a Dr. Wynn. Yeah aspect more than a dr loomis just right. in terms of trying to figure out the manipulation how to how to harness control, it how to potentially it, yeah become, become evil incarnate and then there's a moment in the film as well when they ask what should we do cancel halloween yeah and you go ah so again i don't know if that's necessarily the case but 
I, that's what I brought to it. I was expecting somebody to talk about thorns, you know, <laughs> or like, or like one of the, like maybe somebody had like a little cult symbol. Well, someone tattoo. said that if you notice that when, um, new Loomis flashes, that really weird looking knife thing that someone said it looked like, like a rune. The, yeah. Yeah. Like the actual thing. So I'll have to again Possibly. when we go back I mean, and rewatch maybe, it. Maybe we'll have to take a look and see if that is the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, like I said, in um, Z- Rob Zombie, again, just the the head stomp, Ooh. the head stomp. Holy shit! But that was a good fucking effect. And oh, it, it was. was. It was a good comeuppance for New Limits. Oh yeah. It, oh, you needed that moment yeah. definitely. Um, but there's other. Let's see here. I'm going through uh, the head stomp. Oh. The tracking shot eventually ends with a straight knife through the face mm, that yeah. I was not prepared for. No. That was another one. I was like, oh, that was good a, lord. Yeah. And then another one was um, the friend of, uh, of oh, Allison. That sequence when with the, uh, the motion the detector light. Yes, that was a good sequence. That was a nice set that piece. Was, that was a very nice one. And it provided a good scare. I knew what was coming. Um, it's the execution, you know. But I love the fact that, like, when you you see a little bit of carnage, right? You see some ill shit go down, and you mostly hear it, and you're like, oh. And then later, they just pan out, and they show it. Oh, yeah, when it's... Right through his face. Yeah, it's oh. almost cannibal holocaust Yes, it is. Well, even the bumbling cops end up with one of the, the heads as a jack-o'-lantern, mm-hmm. which was super gnarly. He I was, mean... He was mean. Michael he, was mean. The, again, the kills in this definitely... It makes it a more modern movie. In fact, it's really interesting the fact that they mentioned that, oh, it's five kills with a butcher knife. That doesn't sound like much. Like, there's kids commenting. Like, oh, that on, shit. That happens like, all the time. Like, the fact that night that the Halloween from 1978, that's not a scary thing. Exactly. You know, it's almost like a meta, dare I say then, a Halloween H2O kind of feel. Mm-hmm. With just that kind of scream-esque. <laughs> Heart and hair. Oh, God. <laughs> that's what this... <laughs> that's what the... If that's what the mask actually... Since it kind of looks like a cowlick anyway... <laughs> Michael Myers is dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> Teen heartthrob. No, um, no, the mask looked good. Um, and you know what else is adding to the scares? I like the fact they use it. The mm-hmm. They had the score from the score. We haven't really talked about the score all that much, right? You keep the same main theme, but a la his whole new approach with his kids, mm-hmm. they add a little bit more guitar to it, a little more drums to it. It still works. It still it works great. Now, to me, it still isn't as scary as the original, mm-hmm. but for what it is now, yeah, and what it needs to be now, I think it works so much better. And Michael Myers' new theme, yeah, I mean, it's the same, but it's just a little variation. I don't it's, know. Maybe he's been listening to a little Goblin here lately. But there's one track in here, uh, and that's a great thing too. Is the uh, I'll have to buy it on vinyl eventually. We'll <laughs> yeah. have to do it. What's the score on that one? But there are some tracks on there that are only like one, two minute little clips, which I actually like. Mm-hmm. But they're not developing developing them beyond that. And there's one, and it just I mean, it does sound straight out like Goblin, but I love it. It's yeah. so good. It is so good. And they were well placed. Oh yeah. I mean, even the sheets that you hear the and all, and kind of the good stuff like that. So I was like another homages. And it still makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up every single time. That mm-hmm. little stinger. Oh. Yeah. Even though that one time when it happens with Lori, I was like, yes. Um, nothing I want to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk about that kid. Okay. That kid was great. And that ties us back to going back to the trailer. They revealed the kill. And like I said, if I wouldn't seen it, it would have been a good kill because you knew it was coming. But oh, you yeah, didn't you- know when because you know they had to go. You know, it's a babysitter. It's Halloween. Yeah, you're t- you're not long for this world. And the kid, uh, Julian, was his name. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it p- portrayed by Jabril Nat- Natambu. Jabril Natambu. Apparently, he improvised a lot of his work. And he was funny. <laughs> he, was he, he had a moment where he was basically realized Michael Myers there and he's he's trying to get everyone to get out of the house and they're like, You go send what he's like, sends the like go send the boyfriend basically. No, like, yeah, you're a dude, go do yeah, it. Go you t- know, send the boy send him. He said he send had, his punk ass. He had the first instinct of just get out. Right. Get out. Don't mess with this. And I when I was watching, I'm like, I get that kid. No. I get him. Mm-hmm. And he so, was legitimately funny. Yeah, he was. He was like, Hey, what if he goes, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you uh because <laughs> I'm gonna tell the baby, tell my mom that you're over here bringing your boyfriend over, and she's like, "I'm gonna tell about your web browsing history." He's like, "Don't do that." No, I'm sorry, all is forgiven. I'll shut up now. You know, it was just like, and he goes, "I'm trying to tell you, fools, there's somebody upstairs." Ah, 
And I hope, you know, I hope he didn't get it. And that's just it. I, we never, I'm assuming he did, and I'm assuming he got away. Yeah, well, there's did. a couple of characters actually in this film that just live disappear. Live to tell the tale. Yeah, actually, Allison's boyfriend, the one that like throws the the phone in the pudding or whatever. Uh-huh. He survives, a, He apparently, because we never see him again. That's true. It's weird. There's some of those that just... But just, you wanted them to die. I wanted him to yeah. die. I wanted the boyfriend to die. And Well, ultimately, the only reason that, that Michael and Lori... Because Lori, again, when she finds that the whole thing has happened, she goes on the hunt for mm-hmm. Michael. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a role reversal. It's And like you said, I think if he would have... I didn't know if he was going back to his old house, because it never really showed the, the old Strode residence. You right. Know? Or the old Myers place. And they never showed that. And they never had like Strode Realty or anything. So it was never blatant like Mm-mm. that. But I don't know if he was going his ho- to his house. I think or he was just unleashed in the wild. He was just unleashed in the wild and knows to go to Haddonfield. Yeah. I mean, that's his home. Yeah. He's probably just trying to get back and just anybody in his way. And unfortunately for him, fucking Laurie Strode was right there fucking ready for him. She ass. was ready for him. Yes, she was. And then ultimately, you know, they retreat to her, her, you know, her survival cottage, mm-hmm. which it's so funny when there's that moment when Judy Greer, they're getting ready to go down there and her husband's like, what's that? And she's like, it's my childhood. Yeah. And you realize and you kind of then there's some flashbacks kind of what she's gone through with almost, dare we say, a doomsday preppers kind of survival attitude. Mm-hmm. And it's you realize that it's 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 broken her yeah. there's a moment in the movie where judy greer she's did she's wearing a christmas sweater did you notice that she, she probably hates halloween yeah she's doing anything that she can it was just a little moment i was like oh that's really and it's a good again doesn't take away from anything but it's just a nice little i didn't notice it was i didn't notice it yeah was a no christmas i was like sweater, that's but a i didn't know that's great i did notice her sweater she I would a, do that <laughs> i was like different kind of sweater oh yeah but no i noticed that i thought it was a cosby sweater i was like i'm like Ah, oh, that's an ugly ass sweater, and I didn't even put two and two an ugly Christmas sweater. But the she'd one, do anything to distance herself oh, from fuck. Halloween. Because, but see, that's the thing. I not that I'm saying I liked their strained relationship, but I liked the dynamic that they had because they both had very valid points. Ind- yes, I mean, indeed. and see, that's the thing. I mean, one, Lori Strode has 100% valid point to do how she does and raise how she. That's her child. I mean, that's mm-hmm. to prepare, and she even said like I don't regret what i i mean she goes i yeah oh, no she mentioned go. she goes she goes basically she's like what about the fact that you're you've damaged your relationship with your daughter and she's like if i prepared her for the evil that's out there i'm okay with that yeah and so so she's like like you said like she's a sarah connor yeah you know and judy greer also had a point like i this is not me this is not what mm-hmm. i want why are you forcing this and now you're forcing it onto my kid you know so it was just a weird it was not a weird dynamic but it was a good like well, and then you realize there is such a gap between the generations with the mm-hmm. Strodes, and then it does take something like Michael Myers coming back yeah. to bring them together. And there's a moment in there where Michael is getting ready to come down the stairs, Karen's down there, Judy Greer's character, and she has this moment. She's got the gun ready, and she's just like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. So Michael starts coming down, and it's a great moment, and then she's like, gotcha. She lures him in. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the the Strode women are badasses. Fa- like, uh, faking weakness. Yes. To like, oh, no, I'm a poor damsel in distress. Come, don't don't get me, mm-hmm. Michael Myers. And then, like, boom, 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 boom. Pa-pow. Yeah, it was It was really a great well moment. Done. It really was. Yeah. And the fact that her entire house was built to be not necessarily a house, but ultimately a Michael Myers trap. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I mean, it was something straight out of, dare we say, like not mouse trap, but the way she's got everything set up when she gets him down into that danger room. But even before that, even before that, when she's oh, going she's through going the room house, to room. she's going to room, the room, the room clear and then hitting a button and a <laughs> bonk, it just comes down, sealing off. That was a nice, that was a nice set piece as yeah, well. Yeah, it was. Because you were anticipating like, oh, where is he? Where is he? Where yeah. is he? And you're always like, oh, and even in other horror movies, you're like, well, you know, he's over there. And, but that works because like one, if he, is over there one you know that if he's in there he's trapped in there if he's not in there that room is clear he's got nowhere to hide so exactly there was like fucking jigsaw it was like really well done and it was a really good shot because that built up a lot of tension not in the way of like oh no michael myers is hunting or as in more as in like Jamie Lee is hunting, and I hope he she captures her prey. Dare we say the immovable object versus the irresistible force? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was so well done. I mean, it was a good balance. I thought so. I thought so. And then ultimately, they get him trapped, mm-hmm. and she's basically got this house set up on like a fail, like a kill switch. Basically, uh, all the rooms are tied to natural gas. They have like these like crazy like little like flares that kind of bring up. 
ultimately exploding the entire place. Mm-hmm. And the the ending image actually I really really liked because you had the the three generations together. You have actually, um, you know, grandmother and mother holding each other yeah. probably the first time like that in so in long years because like that going back um talking about that that dinner scene oh right that after whole, the whole cat and mouse were like did you tell grandma no i didn't uh, yeah yeah i told mm-hmm. grandma and then she going to say hey i'm talking to grandma no you did not you know so well the fact that the granddaughter she actually allison wanted to have a relationship with Lori, yeah. and Lori was trying to be in her life but karen obviously had and legitimate points again on both sides right exactly which is what made just again them coming together ultimately yeah but man now they've all got shared trauma exactly like you know this trauma was passed down and now it's brought back up now, oh. but i i hope it never really says that they're super cathartic now but right. it, glad that it ends on like a happy note with the strode women like all is not all is right because it's say, going yeah. down yeah. but at least that something brought them together you know and when she traps him and then fucking blows up that house i was like yeah so we didn't stay past the credits but i heard what happens okay that's so god if, damn it mcu <laughs> Right. Everything has to have a stinger. Everything has a stinger. So if you're planning on sticking around after the credits to see. Oh, but before that, when he when he she shoots him and he runs and she's trying to run up the stairs and he does the ding, 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 you know. And I also thought it was a nice little homage when she was hunting him. The first thing he would check for was slots in the closet. In the closet. I noticed that as well. Yeah. That was another nice little. Uh-huh. Another like roller reversal Production type. designer definitely mm-hmm. deserves some credit for that one. Yeah. But going back to the stinger. So the stinger, you think everything's happy. You never really see the body. And I was also hoping for bum, 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 bum. I thought the right. same thing with all the fire. Yeah. Um, but then you hear. <sighs> And some heavy breathing and then it's but it's all in the dark which begs the question because this movie did well mm-hmm. within the box office it mm-hmm. made some bucks thankfully and i like that um do we go is this sequel inevitable oh absolutely there i think they've already signed on for two more oh my goodness but but now that this has made money does this actually then do people start now does blumhouse do they start looking at other properties take, yeah okay I'll tell you exactly on that. Yes, they are because recently Robert England uh, returned as Freddy Krueger for an episode of The Goldbergs. I haven't yet watched it, but you know. Um, and so now, and apparently he did a fantastic job. And he was even teasing us. You know what? It was kind of fun being Freddy again. I wouldn't mind doing maybe one more time. Nothing was set in stone, but then that got everybody's like. Well, maybe we can do a reboot or another sequel to the first one or one of the other ones or, you know, before things go, you know, get a Peter Jackson's original script where Freddy Krueger is like such a joke that people are putting themselves to sleep to like go mess with him in the dream world and stuff. (laughs) Since he's a little older and frail now. Like, hey, not so fresh meat now. (laughs) Right. But I, uh, I'm curious to see. It's it's fine if they do because obviously I was really surprised with this. I had a good time with it. I'm gonna go see it again. Where do you think they would go? That's just it. Do they continue the fact the fact that they are not connected but brother and sister? Mm-mm. I think if they do continue it, I don't think Jamie Lee should. Or, well, no, is it because if you noticed at the end, Allison was holding on to the butcher knife do as you, they drove away. So do you think that's either gonna make like? passing the baton to the strode women or do you think it's going to be more of like a danielle harris possibly she Maybe. becomes the new michael myers or dare we say they could go a really creative direction and it's like how does now like follow it up directly like what happened now yeah. um or make, make a direct sequel to halloween 2 halloween 2 they're in the, <laughs> hospital. In the hospital yeah exactly bum 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 but well, um, you know what was really funny and this is going to go way off on a tangent but uh seeing halloween on the big screen not too long ago again we'll talk about it but there's all the little things with Michael around the town of Haddonfield, like when he steps out from the bush mm-hmm. and then goes back, you realize he really had to like book, book it to get to like yeah. out of sight. Yeah. But there's that moment. 
where he's driving by and Loomis turns his head and Michael just goes right by him for some reason. And I know he's a sociopath, so he wouldn't do it. But for some reason, when I saw that, all I could imagine was Michael putting up his middle finger to Loomis <laughs> as he drives by. Like, and just like putting people off. And I don't know why it struck me like that, but I just saw that. I was like, oh, Mike, because Mike has a sense of humor, a weird one with the ghost sheet and everything. Yeah. And jack-o'-lanterns. Right. Right. Turning people into fucking. There's some, he's got some levity points there. Michael's got jokes. <laughs> no, uh, it's uh so ultimately um I hopefully whatever they do that's fine. I'll go see it. Maybe they whatever. bring back the thorns. Maybe that's that they maybe yeah, they found in the notes like new maybe Loomis. That's ultimately what really gives Halloween Curse of Michael Myers its due will be Blumhouse and like legitimize legitimize legitimizing it. What they should do if they have like two more in there it's the planned trilogy of the third one they should make a direct sequel to part 3 Season of the Witch. <sighs> Just like when half the kids are decimated, it becomes like a weird children of men, like thing, weird item. I would know? watch that. I would watch that. And <laughs> Okay, so I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Now, seeing what we did, where would you rate your Halloweens? Halloween, Halloween 3, Halloween 4, Halloween 2018, Halloween 2. Okay. Um, which Halloween 2? The, um, the, the 1981 one. Um, I'm going to go Halloween 1. Halloween 3, Halloween 2, Halloween 18, Halloween 4. That works. Hit us up on social media. Tell us how you rank and tell us what you guys think of the new Halloween. Um, Thank you for celebrating all month long. Lola has to use the bathroom, so I got to take care of her on that one. (laughs) And we're long enough here on that one. But, you know, let us know what you thought of the new Halloween. Uh, Let us know what you thought of putting together horror marathons. Mm -hmm. We've done a lot this October. Um, We've got more to come in November, the the remainder of the year, I should say. So until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. (laughs) 